Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Nat, Justin, and Karima. Yeah, this one is taking a lot, taking a lot for me to do this. The Warriors really have a a way of ruining my fucking mood because I was having a really good day today. No, I really was. And um, I don't know how many times you can say, like, this isn't a game they were supposed to lose, but this really wasn't a game that they were supposed to lose. And um, I like, I don't even know what you say anymore because some of the mistakes, I mean, we'll get to the coaching, but like the shot selection, <laughs> you know, at the end, I'm sorry. Like I cannot give them a pass for that. Like Stefan, just not good shots. That one legger that, that, that Clay did too, not a good shot. And, um, you know, the fouls by Looney, like killer, killer, because you're letting them back in with the times off the shot. And I'm sorry, like if, if anyone is unclear, we're talking about this ridiculous meltdown to the Denver Nuggets where the Warriors lose by three um, on a game winner by uh, Nicole Jokic. Um, a shot way out that he would never, ever even typically take or make. Um, I feel a little better if it was Jamal Murray who made that shot, to be honest, because, like, he can hit some shit like that sometimes. But that was just, like, a crazy shot from Jokic. Um, You know, and then also, like, um, there were points in time when the Lee start to dissipate. There were, like, some other little things I didn't like, you know, but... I'm not going to get too much on like a pods because like he's a rookie, but sometimes a little bit too much trying to like isolation or, you know, like just the, the, the offense becoming stagnant, little things like that. And you like see it as it's like unfolding. You're like, okay, guys. All right. You know, like something else. And um, I just don't understand why at the end of games, they refuse to try to get easy buckets. I don't understand it. I truly don't. I get it. The lead is still maybe eight, 10 points. Fine. But then when it's uh, six points, five points, it's like, you can shoot the mid range, bro. Like if you don't want to drive, Steph did drive one time and um, 
it just didn't go in. Like there was some resistance there, but it didn't go in. But to me, drive again. Or you know what? Like shoot a mid-range. Like it did not have to be, we need a three. Like you, you just you just needed to keep building on the lead you had to hold on to it to the point that maybe it became like a, 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 a free throw battle, right? And they start fouling you. That's it. That's all you had to do. Um, and I just don't understand why, Justin, I don't understand why, Karima, they won't try to take easy shots to close. So let's just start with that because there's other stuff we're going to get to. We're going to get to the choices, who was playing in the game, and Steve Kerr. But let's talk, talk about when it's time to close. You know, and and I and I tweeted this the other day because everyone knows how I feel about Draymond. And I was like, I hate to say this, but like this was really in reference to like, I can't wait till Draymond's back. So there's less Chris Paul minutes. But this is a time I think most occasions, sometimes Dre does some silly shit, but this is a time where he will just make sure they get some easy buckets, right? Like he will just make sure that they get some easy buckets. And I don't know if that's what Steve Kerr was thinking when he had Chris Paul in, but it was still like, Steph is calling for the ball. And it's like, but you're still, you know, you're just still doing, like, I don't understand these shots and the stuff you're trying to do and you're eating time, but you're not scoring. So like, I get it. You want to eat a little time, but you're not, you're not putting the ball in the basket. And then why, why does he try that pass? Why does he try that pass? Why did that pass make sense to him, Justin? Like, I don't understand because, you know, I spend my time defending you and your decisions. I spend my time defending you and your decisions. And then you do shit like that. And I don't understand why. So I said before I was going to stop, but now I'm stopping. Justin, Karima, please explain it to me. I mean, he tried that same pass last game against the Magic and it got picked off. I don't understand. Maybe it's, you know, he got astigmatism and stuff like that. Maybe his eyesight is just bad from that far away. Because, I mean, I just don't get it. Chris Paul was just standing right there, too. If, if right. Wiggins was open in the corner, well, Jamal Murray had to guard, too. Because, you know, yeah, you Chris Paul could have got that pass to, to Wiggs really quickly. Yep. Yep. I just don't understand that. Um, complete meltdown from from him in particular, but complete meltdown from the team. I mean, to answer your question about like why they can't get easy buckets um, partially, well, a lot of it is, is just Steph's, you know, natural shot selection and like he wants to hunt threes and, and stuff like that. But a lot of it is also the personnel that they play out there with him. Like he's getting doubled and he's getting doubled with multiple guys who are not threats to score anywhere on the court where they catch the ball. Chris Paul is one of them. Like, he can hit a shot, but no one's scared of Chris Paul. No one's scared of Looney. I mean, and at this point, no one's really scared of Wiggs either. Like, so that's three guys out there. It's just Steph and Clay, and three dudes the defense don't care about. Um, and then the you compound it with Steph throwing the ball away. It's like it's going to be disastrous. I hear that. But at the end of the game, you're, you're dribbling out the clock. You're looking to see if there's a mismatch you can make, you know, that you can get or something like you're looking, you're purveying. You're mm-hmm. all the way out now behind the three point line. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're really far out. Like yeah. to me, easier shots. I just think we, we got to start making the decisions about what you're going to do a little sooner in the shot clock. So then at the end, you're not trying to because like you can still get separation like he can still get separation and get off a shot. 
get the separation and get off the shot a little bit closer inside. I know you're Steph Curry, and I know you can make a lot of shots, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And now you make Chuck Charles Barkley look like he's smart tonight. I know. Yeah, that's uh, when we were up 18 <laughs> and 21, I was like, see all that stuff that Chuck was talking, yada, yada, yada. And then to end in this devastating fashion, because that was devastating. Um, I'm with you. Get easier looks. Start Continue to drive. Like Murray had four fouls. Go at him. It's just like he sits on four fouls, just like in the last game we played. He had four fouls and we didn't go at him. They never do. And, it's not just him. They never right. like yeah, but I'm saying, like, get him out of there. Get yourself to the line, like you said. And then it was just, now no one can grab a rebound without fouling. And that's, Looney just kept foul. He had, like, three in a row. And it was Those just like, killers. why are you pushing? And this is like, I mean, you this is the, the main issue. There. This is the main issue with their roster. I think they have a lot of players that are good at certain things that they're good at. They don't have a lot of players that are good at a lot of things. So it's like they're always giving up something. Like Chris Paul, like he can not turn a ball or whatever, whatever, but he sucks on defense and he's not a yep. scorer anymore. Um, I mean, and he's Clay's not trying always, on defense either. He's, 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 not, he's not even trying. Yeah. I mean, Clay's a shot maker, but, um, you know, that's been streaky this season. And outside of certain, certain situations defensively, you know, he's not giving you a ton to be a game changer on the defensive end. You know, it's just a bunch of guys. Looney rebounds well, used to be able to defend at a high level, but can't really do that anymore. Can't really do the offense, but he's the only guy who can kind of stick with Jokic a little bit. Like it's so many holes that you all, that you constantly have on the court with this personnel. Like, um, all we need you to do is not fucking foul, yo. Like what the fuck? Yeah, That's not that, that hard to just... do. And then you do yeah. it like three times in a row. Exactly. That really like, took it all out like wind out of our sails just all the way yeah and no no time coming off the clock and you're letting them get points i have a question justin so because sometimes like i'm usually like this person has four fouls like kareem is saying like attack i but i feel like they would fuck that up i feel like they wouldn't even do it right so i almost don't want them to do it because like teams well, you they know, have like, it, so. like with the Celtics, remember <laughs> how they said they got lost in trying to like attack Steph, and so they like they were so focused on that they weren't focused. So I don't even care about that because I feel like they contained Jamal enough that like after he got into the foul trouble, he really never got off again and got going like that, you know. So, but I don't know. What do you think? Um, I, mean, I think in the fourth he hit a few timely shots, and he ended up with twenty five. So that's pretty much. But that was because he had that quarter where he sort of like, you know, yeah, like went off. But then after that, I mean, he, you know, obviously. Yeah, they, um, I mean, their their pick and roll coverage was, they they were kind of like, I guess, scared of what he did to them last time. Like last game, he kind of got off that pick and roll and just was hitting a lot of pull-up jump shots. So they tried to take that away and and make him pass back to Jokic, but make him pass back in a crowd. And it was probably, it it was working pretty much. They would end up getting some type of shot up, but Aaron Gordon just ate glass and got every rebound down the stretch. Um, but the few times they got it back to Jokic, you know, 
he would have like wigs switched on him or something. I know he hit that like fade away over wigs. And I mean, he's just a good player. So he's going to make plays, but I, I don't, I'm not really too upset with their defense down the stretch. You know what I mean? Like the Nuggets are going to be the toughest team probably in the league to stop down the stretch of the games because they have so many options is obviously just the offense. They just didn't score for like, I don't know, like four or five minutes straight. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, that's mean, I actually expect the defense not to stop anything. I So you have to win on offense. I know, sure. like, they have little moments of playing good defense, but I don't. So that's why, like, you got to keep scoring. Like, that's why when I was tweeting, I'm like, run it up, run it up, run it up. But, like, mm-hmm. I truly thought this was a game they were not going to give up because, you know, they, they let the lead get taken from them. And it, they didn't have a big, big lead before. But, well, they did in the first quarter. But I don't expect a lead from the first quarter to hold. But then when you, you know, you, you, you're down – whatever it was. And I think the Nuggets went up about 10 in the third quarter. And then the Warriors like came back, they took the lead, they opened it up, you know, and every time the Nuggets kept trying to make a little run, they, they did, they answered. And I'm like, okay, this is one they're going to hold on to. Like what happened in the fourth quarter is just, and I feel like when you're watching it happen, this is where we're going to get to Steve Kerr. I don't feel like he was making the right decisions to stop that run, Justin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he saw it. He saw the bleeding start, and then what was his response to that? Let's put old people in the game. Let's put guys who can't score in the game. Let's put the guys who was playing extremely well, Pods, Kaminga. Let's put them on the bench. That just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, he defaults to who's not going to make a mistake. Like in the club, they all made mistakes. Not they all. But they still Looney, they made, still, mad, Looney made mad mistakes. Not only do they still make mistakes, they're just completely undynamic players. Like they're just Looney is not going to give you much. Chris Paul is not going to give you much. And I mean this <clears throat> this version of Wiggins can hit a shot every now and then, but teams aren't guarding him, and he's not like you know Kaminga's going out there, and it's just you feel Kaminga a little bit more than you're feeling Andrew at this point. Um, so, and then for a large part of that fourth, fourth quarter, they had Dario, they didn't have Dario out there and Dario was killing the whole game. So it's like, you're just putting the steady guys out there, but the steady guys aren't being steady. And then like, they just aren't providing any umph or punch on top of that. So in a game where you need to run the score up, you got a bunch of dudes that's not going to score. And not only are they not going to score, they're going to make it harder for Steph and Clay to score too. You know, and, and they're not defending, like they can't stop De- uh, Denver either. So what are we doing here? Like that's how you that's how you blow up a 18 point lead in the fourth quarter. <laughs> can't get a stop, can't score, making mistakes. Rinse, repeat, keep repeating that. And then a little bit of luck on Denver side, right? Balls bouncing to them, offensive rebounds. Jokic hits a obviously a half court buzzer beater. Um Peyton Watson all of a sudden hitting threes and dunking on people and stuff like that. Like, he's a good player, but come on. Aaron Gordon making every free throw in the fourth quarter. Okay. Right. And they just had all the momentum. They had all yeah. the momentum. Um, yeah. you know, Karima, like this is this is my whole thing with Steve Kerr. It's like he will go away from what's working. You know, today, um, you know, some one of the um I believe he's one of the G League Warrior coaches. But, and I I heard he's a nice guy, so I'm not, like, going to go too too hard on him. But, like, he had this tweet. I feel like he thought he was getting one off where he's like, 
you know, Warriors Twitter before you tweet again, like, you know, play Moses Moody. You have to say um, who you would play him over. Oh, who, who would, right. Who, he who was getting he cooked. Him? Like, there were, like, hella quote tweets and reply because it's like, bro, like, like, this is not some shit that's, like, hard, you know? And everyone's, like, answering the question. Right. <laughs> um, and he's kind of like, you know, I just think, you know, he's like, a lot of this stuff is fair and I appreciate, you know, the passion, but Steve Kerr doesn't really want to see him go past nine or 10 guys, you know? So, and he's like, I'm going to trust, you know, um, Steve Kerr, like some, some shit like that. And I tweeted and I'm just like, why are we still defending Steve Kerr's actions? What are we trusting when the team is under 500? Like, my naysayer, what are we fucking trusting? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get it. What are we trusting at this point? It's not working. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't understand that. So, fine. He's not going to play Moody. Moody's people seem to be asking questions as they should. So, at least from the reporting today. So, fine. But then even when there's things working in the game, Karima he will go away from it. And so when I brought up the Moody thing, because Mm -hmm. some guy, you know, gets in my mentions (laughs) with all these fucking numbers and shit about Moody to be like, um, I agree he should play, but this is why he's not playing. Listen to me. My fucking eyes tell me that Moses Moody should be playing. I don't give a fuck about none of this bullshit you're sending me. And I said, you know why I also don't give a fuck about it? Because I promise you, Steve Kerr is not making his decision off any of this shit you said, okay? Steve Kerr (laughs) plays vets, and he plays dudes who just do Kerr things. Whatever these certain things Kerr likes, and if he likes them, then he plays them, and he plays vets. And then he wants to just be able to have like this set rotation and having to figure out something that's a little different than what he likes. It's just not his comfort zone. There's not this deep analysis for Moody that you, that you think there is. Right. So today you have Jonathan Kaminga, you have pods. And while I didn't think pods was doing everything perfect, he had a hell of a game. Like I said, there was a point, there was a couple possessions I felt like, I want you to like pass the ball pods. I need you to like have more awareness on the court. But as a general matter, he played a good game and not just because he was hitting corner threes and all of that, but taking charges. He just has energy that yeah. he brings to the game. And Jonathan Kaminga, same fucking thing. Right. And and I I was I was coming on tonight to praise Dario, guys, because y'all know sometimes I'd be giving him a hard time because he too, rightfully like so. Justin said earlier, had a good game. <laughs> He did. And this man has Looney out there. He has um and, 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 and um, um Chris. Chris Paul, he brings him in at the end. We're gonna talk about that after this curse sex section. But he has Chris Paul out there, you know, and I I don't understand why. And the lead is dissipating. These guys have not been able to stop it, but the people before you had in the game were running up the fucking lead. And he continues with the plan. What is supposed to be my reaction to that, Karima? Your reaction is exactly what it is now. Just baffled by 
why aren't we sticking with what has been working? There's no reason to move off of it. As long as it continues to work, we should keep going in that direction. And for some reason, I mean, maybe Kaminga was getting a little rest. That's what I thought it was. But then it turned to, he's really not getting back into this game. I don't understand. I'm confusion here. Okay. <laughs> As they say, I, I just, I don't know. I, I can't ride with Kerr in this. Like he started out the game really well. Like he was making the necessary you know, substitutions and things like that to to get everything clicking. And then down the stretch, as the lead starts to just get smaller and smaller and Denver playing is just... Playing not to lose. Playing not to lose. Right, instead, instead of, playing of playing to, playing to win. win. Yeah, yeah, that's that's spot on right there. I I can't explain it. There and is... you were losing because the lead just kept, like going down so it's going working. down and, and we weren't even making a bucket to be like whoo okay all right at least we got something here no it just trace what what other buckets did they get besides trace yeah trace and that was like sheesh i think oh. step three throws that was it yep yeah i think we had four points or whatever like a 20 to four run they had went on in that last in five minutes <laughs> And it was like, what is happening here? And the substitution, like, there's no reason. There was no reason for Chris to be back in the game. Like, it was settled already. Once he sat, that should have been the end of it. And I, I just, I don't know why Kaminga wasn't in there. Are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Does Chris Paul need to be on this team, Justin? No. I mean, sorry, I'm not Justin. <laughs> Both of you. I'm sorry. Kareem too. I know your answer. You said no. I'm done. I'm done with the Chris Paul experiment. Initially, I was on board for second unit work. I was. But now it's getting to the point where his usage rate is way too high. Mm -hmm. We don't need him that much. He can come in. We need him at all? N no. No. Um, I mean, I, I would be a little bit hesitant to give the backup point guard role completely to Pod. So if you move off of CP3, which I think they should do, you should probably bring in some form of ball handling as well. Not necessarily a, a lead guard, but somebody that you can feel comfortable bringing up the ball with pods on the court with him and vice versa. Ricky Rubio is getting a buyout. <laughs> he's retiring. Yeah, he's retiring. No, he's going to, he's going to Spain. Look, I did listen before, before when they were like, they're going to buy him out. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> and then that was followed by retiring, going back to Spain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't need him though. I mean, like, compromise the defense makes them even smaller. The only way the Warriors small ball works is if you have multiple guys who are like big for their position, right? They say the Warriors are small because they have no seven foot centers and stuff like that, but usually they have like six eight, six seven, six six at every other position. That's what makes them. That's what makes it work, right? right? So, 
I mean, you already got Steph, and now Pods emerged. Pods is like 6'3-ish. So everybody else that plays other than Steph and Pods should be 6'6 and above. I mean, and Gary when he comes back. But, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. How tall is Moody? <laughs> yeah, CP3 just doesn't give them enough outside of just the ball security stuff. Um, yeah. And ultimately, next to Steph – you need players that can do a lot of the athletic stuff, a lot of the, you know, you can't just have another guy who's going to do even less of those stuff than Steph. Of those right. Stuff. It just right. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And, I mean, I know the numbers. The numbers are good. With Steph and CP3 on the court, the numbers are good. Well, that's right. what everybody wants to bring as proof. Like, and, like and, and by the way, it's not many people Warriors fans, but it's people who are, like, not Warriors fans who watch the game. I should say who don't watch the game because I don't want to say some of these people don't watch the game. But you know, they're just like, you know, when he when he said the the comments the other day that annoyed the shit up about me about needing to unlock Steph. Um, and someone's like, but he's right though. No, he's not right. And then like, yeah, you want to get Steph going, but CP3 isn't needed to do that. Right. If you put the ball in his hands, he's he's gonna get doubled. He gets doubled no matter what. Ball in yeah. his hands, not in his hands, like that. Yeah. You know what helped Steph more? What would help Steph more is if he had guys on the court who can actually hit shots when he passes him the ball out of the double. Right. You don't need a guy to give him the ball. Let him take a double. And if you have, just like Jokic, I mean, Jokic has Jamal Murray who can initiate offense himself. But even without Jamal Murray, you got Aaron Gordon who can finish plays at the rim. You got Michael Corey Jr. who can hit threes and, and get his shot off. KCP can get his shot off. You can't. You can't double from anywhere. Like, teams still do it because they kind of have to, which is why their offense is so good. Like, a team where you shouldn't be doubling off anybody, you have to double. And that's why they get any shot they want. With Steph, it would be the, <clears throat> it would be the same thing if they had players who had some type of shooting gravity or, like, you know, it's just him and Steph – I mean, him and Clay out there who teams respect offensively. Imagine if there's a third or a fourth or a fifth guy out there where teams got to respect them. Like – then the offense numbers would be ridiculous, right? That would help Steph more than a guy just sitting there and waiting for him to come off a screen. Doing <laughs> all this. I liked. That's why Kareem, I don't like, which game was it? Can't remember his last game or the game before. They're all just like blurring together. But like, there's been a couple of these. The one I messaged you about, Justin, where I was like, I like this lineup and I'd like to see variations of it with like Clay and Moody. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember which game it was, but I messaged you about it because... <clears throat> Um, it's like Steph with like athletes and Steph with, you know, it was, right. you know, he can lob to, to, to trace. He can, you know, um, kick it to the corner to yeah, somebody like, and they'll hit it. I can't remember who was in the lineup. So I need to look at the message I sent you. It's like, um, it's already a blur to me, but I think it, was, it was Steph pods, Wiggins, Kaminga and trace. Yeah, com- trait like because you can you can pass it to pods. You have an, another playmaker, ball handler on the court with you, right? You know, Wigs can finish some plays. Yes, you're refreshing my memory. Like, and then obviously if Clay's in that mix, you know that adds like another element. But I'm just saying, I've always liked these lineups, and that's why I like when he made the decision to put Trace in the starting lineup, but then add Chris Paul. It annoyed me, right? 
Because, like, he's saying it's to unlock Steph, but I think that's bullshit. I think his comfort zone will not allow him to have three, like, young players in the starting lineup. I don't mm. think it was that much about Chris Paul as much as it was, I'm not going to have J.K. Trace and, you know, um, Paz in here. So I'm going to move Paz to the bench. But I think it would have gone better if he would have just moved Trace up and left Paz in there. I for really sure. do. Oh, because for sure. That game, yeah. that game, people were like, it worked. It did it. Steph didn't start off shooting well that game. Right. And I'm like, by the way, Steph doesn't, Steph is just going to start shooting well again. He doesn't need, like, it's just going to happen. He doesn't need, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when yeah. it happens, he, there's nothing. he just starts making his shots again. It's not no shit. <laughs> right. That Chris Paul or anyone is unlocking. Exactly. Like I said, aside from situations where, He's playing with four other players that the other team has to respect. There's no way that you're going to make Steph's job easier. And even in those situations, he's going to get doubled still because he's Steph, right? Like we just said, Jokic is going to get doubled still. He's surrounded by snipers. He's still going to get he's still going to get doubled. It's the same thing with Steph. There's nothing that people can do to make Steph's job easier. It's like at the end of the day, it's him making shots or not. It's like all his control, really. Um, I mean not his control. He's a human being. So there's variance in his ability to make shots, but there's, there's nothing that Chris Paul is out there doing to make Steph job easier. He's actually making it tougher. He's making it tougher because teams don't have to respect him as a score. They don't have to respect him off the ball. That's why Jamal Murray is completely comfortable guarding CP three and Wiggins by himself. Cause he's like, well, I'm going to just stick on Wiggins for a little bit and leave CP three open. And he's like, Oh, Steph is actually throwing his ball to Wiggins. (laughs) even though I left CB3 open and he just picked it off. And yeah, that was just completely boneheaded. But yeah, it's another reason why it's harder for Steph to go off in these late in these games because teams do not respect the other players he's on the court with. And then, you know, Karima, what's funny is because he acknowledges in the game, he's like, yeah, you know, I thought that was good and it worked, but no, the defense was still bad. So, cause he said he did it <laughs> yeah. unlock Steph and for the defense. And then, acknowledged that the defense wasn't good, but said, no, we're going to stick with this lineup anyway. So what? Yeah. (laughs) Talking out the side of his neck on that one. It, 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 they have to be seeing what we're seeing that Chris Paul, number one, is not trying on defense at all. Like there's a loose ball near him. He didn't even go after it. Didn't take two steps towards it and let Denver just scoop it right back up. It was like, um, ball over there next to you, you're the closest. (laughs) And he doesn't go for it. So it's things like that. And then he's very just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to chill. And then he's helping off of someone who's in the corner who can make threes. Why are you (laughs) leaving that dude? You helping over here is really like no help. Stay on the dude in the corner. That's your job. And then the and one he day he's do like yelling at the, the, not yelling, whatever he's doing. He's talking when he to kids or telling them something. No. And then the fucking broadcast goes, yeah, see Chris Paul and his leadership. I want to take something and fucking throw it through the goddamn screen. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, that was, of course, Stan saying that. And it was just like, dude. That's every fucking game. They see him. Oh, yeah. He's so good. For, you know, that's Chris Paul telling the young. 
Little Chris I again. I want him off my team. I yeah. want him off my team. Yeah. I, I want him gone. I, I mean, he started gone. making shots, and I don't know why he took that shot uh, at the end there. Like, that was just They why. put Jokic on him. They put Jokic on the point guard, and they're like, yeah, we good. And CP3 is like, yeah, y'all all good, because I'm not going to score. But he pulled just up for that, and it was like, why? And this yeah. goes back to the point of, these are supposed to be the guys who are making good decisions. And what? how much time was left on the shot clock when he shot that three? I felt like a lot. Like, like way too much. Seconds. Like, we could, we could pass this around. Son. Yeah, or you can try to beat this seven-foot, slow-footed guy off the dribble. And then make the other team, make the other defenders react to it, and then make because he couldn't have been tired because he wasn't doing that on defense. Your shots been falling lately. It was just when he shot that, I was like, "Wow, okay." <sighs> Under a minute too left in the game, and then we couldn't get any uh, rebound. High IQ, the high IQ. Right, that's what I'm saying. Point God. These are supposed to be the players that are making the right decisions, the experience and all that type of stuff, and we're left with that. Nice. Oh, this one. Oh, this one was tough. And then I got to see stupid shit. Like people like uh, the Warriors, uh, Jokic just um, crushed their, took their spirit, crushed their spirit. I was like, nobody's fucking spirit is taken. This team has won four championships. Like, like they're, they're going to be mad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're not yeah. taking their fucking spirit. <laughs> you think right. Stephen Curry's spirit is taken because he lost the game? Bro, they lost the 2016 championship. Again, my naysayers. Like, stop this bullshit that y'all are saying. It's annoying me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> why do people always just got to say dumb shit after games? This is not some rookie fucking team. Yeah. You think Pods' spirit is, is broken? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just hate when people say stupid shit after games. Yeah, people are real reactionary, emotional, but just also naturally very pessimistic people. So Yeah, but some of these are not even like, I'm just saying like, you know, these aren't even necessarily Warriors fans, you know? But but it's it's the Warriors, so everybody reacts to what we do because everybody else can be losing and getting blown out by 20, but oh, nothing, nothing to see here. But anything Warriors, it's, oh, you guys are done. You're this, you're that. And it's just like, he literally hit a lucky shot. Yeah, we blew this lead. But what are the odds that shot goes in? Okay, so we have a comment from Kerr here. Because I was trying to um, listen to it on my phone. Thank you, producer Greg, for typing this up so nicely for us. Or maybe you copied and pasted it. But either way, we appreciate you. Um, so Kerr on why he did not bring Kaminga back in his normal time to go back in his normal time. See this shit. This is, this is just the beginning of that statement pisses me off. Who fucking cares if it's his normal time to go in, Justin? Why can't you as a coach just fucking watch the game and watch the flow of the game and sense when something is fucking needed? (laughs) I mean, I guess he's trying to rationalize himself doing that in this moment, but it was the wrong decision. His normal time to go back in was around the five to six minute mark. Wiggs was playing well. We were up 18. And and Kaminga was playing well too. 
They both were playing well. So why can't you put Kaminga back in, run up the score a little bit more, and then you can put Wiggs back in? Like, we don't have to pick one over the other. Let them both continue to play. And then that way, he doesn't even get out of a fucking rhythm. And by the way, he's a he's a player who we want him living at the rim. So, like, just continue to get easy fucking buckets for him. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. His normal time to go back in was around the five to six minute mark. Wiggs was playing well. We were up 18. I didn't bring Kaminga back in because we had been sitting. He had been sitting for a while and I wanted to stick with the group out there. Obviously, we couldn't close it out. Obviously. Obviously. Because (laughs) he could have been in there alongside Wiggins. And guess what? No Chris Paul would have been needed. (laughs) Right. Just... Because you've got Trace in there because Looney has got to get out of there with all that fouling. And you've got the slasher in Kaminga and a little bit of slash in Wiggs. And you've got Clay. And they're going to play defense. I mean, if if he's in for Chris Paul, you have way more rebounding out there. And maybe Aaron Gordon doesn't just completely destroy you on the glass at the end of the game. Gosh, that was... (laughs) Maybe a few of those lobs that they just threw straight to Aaron Gordon because people are just out of position. Uh, Maybe those aren't there. Or maybe you can actually get out to a shooter on a closeout with some type of foot speed out there. Part of the reason y'all become a top rebounding team is because of pods. (laughs) <laughs> it's because of Trace and a little Kaminga and you're not utilizing two of those three. Yeah. It's another quote from, from, from Kerr there. Well, this is a question from the reporter. You scored four points in the final six and a half minutes. What do you think was the reason? Kerr, they contested our shots and didn't let us attack the hoop. Hmm. Is that what happened? Is it? (laughs) It is, but guess what? It happened that way because you're playing people that the other team doesn't have to guard. (laughs) Exactly. So they can just sit in the paint and let you pass to Chris Paul. Pass to Looney. AK would force himself to the the rim, by the way. And he might miss it, but he would get Draw the foul. Yeah. Yeah. Steph's in there dribbling through three, four people. Trying to do time, something. Trying to get to the rim. There's two people waiting for him at the rim. He's trying to dribble it back out towards the three-point line. Nobody's open. Nobody's a threat. Who is open? So it's dribble, 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 step back, heavily contested, fading away three. You know? Yeah. And it just they're not even going to let Clay catch the ball. The one time he caught it, he did get a good pump fake and rip, but he shot that one-legged runner instead of just a two-footed. Yeah, like, yeah, Feet, bro. Yeah, I have no. He tried a bunch of up and unders that he just missed. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, he but, he rushed that shot there. Yeah, he just, rushed. That. It was just like you in got the end it. of the game. Yeah, but other than that, they don't even let Clay catch the ball because they're like, Mm-mm. well, he's the only other guy we got to worry about, so he's not gonna catch it. And then it's just like Steph dribbling through everybody's dribbling. Tr- his guy trying to find somebody. Hey, somebody. you gonna cut here? Some anybody? And you would think something? somebody would be like, hey, maybe let me just set a screen for Clay off the ball so maybe he can get open because they're not guarding me. Those are the <laughs> things that Draymond do. That's why it would help if he was here, if he wasn't a, you know, UFC fighter. But uh, da-dum, da-dum. I guess yeah. he's coming back soon. That's other news. 
alleged, but you know, hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not quite sure yet. Right. Um, but again, this game. Oh gosh, just <laughs> this. And then they have they have um a, a game tomorrow, right? And so yeah. they need to win that game. They're gonna be tired. They put all this energy into this game. There's gonna be a mental fatigue factor too because of the way they lost this game. Mm -hmm. And yes, even though Detroit's streak is broken, it still will be embarrassing as fuck if you lose to Detroit. Yeah. Right? So it's a big game for so many reasons where if you win this game, you're feeling good. If you run up the score the way you should have in the fourth quarter, you're feeling good. You may even get a little rest for your guys. Malone throws in, you know, the towel early and you can let your maybe depending let your young ones have a lot more minutes in tomorrow night's game but now how you have to play that game has completely changed yep hopefully we get like a 30 ball from jk just kind of like a big f you to steve because we know he ain't tired he, ain't, he can't be tired he ain't play for half yeah. the game i don't even know what to make of jk and moody Moody, they just need to trade. But it's like, I, I like JK probably has to be the trade piece. And part of me doesn't want him to go. But it's just like, these guys deserve better. They deserve better for their careers. That's a fact. They're in year three, still getting yo-yoed. Lottery picks doesn't really make sense. All these other lottery picks, good or bad, get to play all of these minutes, make all of these mistakes. For guys who are actually not even playing that much better than them. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> For guys and they're not, and they're not right. I was going to say, they're not even playing. And they're better than the guys that we are playing. Right. So it's like, I don't, I don't <laughs> know how to make sense of it all. Yeah. And JK's lucky so that he's starting. Mike got to do what needs to be done. Whether it's them um, or it's other players that are playing ahead of them just to make space for them to now play. Mike has to save the team from Kerr. Save Kerr from himself. Whatever you want to call it. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Is Steve Kerr going to be here after this season? Probably not, but Dunleavy has to just come out of the big office. And Wait, what did maybe... you say? Oh. I would guess not. Right at this very moment, I would yeah. guess not. Oh, I thought she yeah. said hopefully not, and I was about to do a hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. You still want Kerr to be here, Justin? Um... I'm kind of indifferent. I feel like the roster is way more important than the coach. So if he's here, but the roster makes sense, then I, I'm confident that they can win it. But if he's not and the roster makes sense, and it's like, okay, new coach, whatever, new feel, yada, yada, yada. Um, but at this very moment, it's like I'm leaning towards just start something new. So. Where are you at, Karima? Um, I'm probably with Justin on this it's kind of hey ride this out uh, clearly you ride out this season um 
and maybe there's some trades that happen that then, you know, light the fire and get things rejuvenated. But uh, come next season, I'm kind of like, we need, we, we should look elsewhere, but I'm also concerned about the assistants just, who who is if her is gone? Who, most of those guys are probably gone too, because the assistants from the the staff don't stay unless they feel strongly about someone internally they want to keep. But I feel like no, I feel like unlike with Mark Jackson, Steph is a different place in his career. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that they can. Um, I don't think a coach is going to be you know hired without him weighing into it. Um, oh yeah, for sure. I I don't know what coach is out there. Right. I only bring that up because like the way that Mike Brown was like really great with them. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know Steph gets along with everybody, but I don't know that like any, I don't think Atkinson, I don't know. I don't think there's anyone on the bench that has that kind of rapport like a Mike Brown, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I I think DeMarco and Q are... But I don't think they're at the level that they would be elevated to a head coach. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I don't I don't think that, but they're very, you know, the squad really. The younger, yeah. Them. Yeah, yeah. So, I meant, like, the more senior coaches. Yeah. Like, someone who, because a lot of people like, are they going to go to Atkinson? And I was like, I, I hope not. I feel like they will, though. I don't know. They didn't go, they didn't go to, like, Malone, you know, with, 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 uh, he was on when Mark Jackson. Yeah. Oh, when Mark Jackson did. Oh, yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's different. It's different now. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think the players would want Atkinson. I don't. Nat sources. No, I I just, (laughs) (laughs) it's just like, it's just my, observation i i you could see the connection with mike brown i don't see it like that i don't think mike the was there longer so isn't this uh, kenny's yeah, his, <laughs> his players on the kings like him i think he's just more of a his personality is much more, yeah. yeah he's much yeah. more personable much more player coach right that's um, what i'm saying i just yeah. i don't you I mean, know. Kenny's animated i just don't like, yeah. like you said i just don't know if the players vibe with him like that but he is like very animated like they say he's like involved in the drills and all that type of stuff but yeah um yeah so um i i want a different coach the way that the way that um mike dunleavy came in and he did some picks and he seems to be operating i want i want him to continue operating Mm-hmm. you know, on his own. Because, like, truth be told, I don't think Bob Myers was as great as people try to make him out to be. You know, I think that when a team becomes a dynasty and all these things happen, everyone gets credit for being, like, great. But I don't think everyone's great. So, like, the way I've never thought Kerr was great, <laughs> I thought he was better than average, but I, I never thought he was great. I certainly for sure don't think Bob Myers is great. They they missed on lots of draft picks. Um, you know, the the core was not drafted under them. Well, not Stephen Clay. Um, you know, 
Yeah, they got KD, but they got KD because of Steph. KD was coming, and KD was coming anyway. Right. So it's just like, I don't, you know, the, the best thing he did was, I think, the Andrew Wiggins deal. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to consider Looney a success story, okay, fine. And the Jordan, the Jordan draft pick. Yeah, but you ruined but Jordan, Jordan. Right. Like, you, they ruined Jordan, and, like, I don't give them the credit for developing Jordan. I give the G League the credit. You know, and I, I don't mean that second stint when they sent him right before he came back in good. I'm just saying, you know, he was going to the G League a lot and, you know, developing there. So I just, you know, you know, cool. Like Justin and I, we talked about this a lot, Karima. Like, remember Justin, I was just like, I don't know. I'm not really going to miss Bob. I don't know why everyone's acting like this. And you know, at the time I wasn't like all in per se on Dunleavy because I was a little skeptical, but I was like, I'm open. You know, I was like, I just want a new voice. I just want someone different, someone who looks at things different. And we need to remember that Bob Myers was an agent turned GM, but Mike Dunleavy was a player, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that matters. Well, he's shown it uh, thus far in his picks and everything. So he he's done a good job thus far, and maybe he comes down at the down from his office, sits there in the coaches' meeting, and say, "Look, I have to do something about Moses." Like he's well, put I feel in the like work. He understands who works with Steph, right? And I think Bob Myers and that crew, and even Steve Kerr to an extent. I think they just go off of like philosophy, what their basketball philosophy is. We like really, we like bigs, you know, a certain kind of right because they they fucking traded up to get Smiley and they did all these stupid shit, right? You guys forgot about Smiley, right? For I years, think that was a Lake of Sun type pick. That wasn't that wasn't the rest of them. <laughs> that Curry picks happened under him though, right? And so. What what I'm just saying what I'm just saying is though, yes, it was his pick, but the philosophy was still the philosophy of the org. Like they were itching, you know, to get a big. They how many how many players did they try to draft in the vein of being another Draymond, right? Like mm. they didn't just like look at the talent in the draft and say, This guy's good, let's get him. It was always about who can they emulate who's already on the team. Right, because they just want to sit. Like you're not gonna find another Draymond, right? Like you, you. Like what's gonna work best for these pieces, and as they age, and you know, as the league is catching up year by year, what are you guys doing to? And it was always we're just gonna lean into what we've always done because it's worked for us. And excuses kept happening, right? Justin and I have talked about this. We always look at the year without Clay is a lost year, right, Justin? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they just made a decision, oh, Clay's not here, so we can't win, right? right. So that was like a wasted Steph season. They could have they could have went to the playoffs, and anything could have happened could've. that year. The, the, the Phoenix Suns ended yeah. up in the finals. <laughs> yeah. They should have went to the playoffs. I mean, they had the – they were what? They were the eighth – yeah, they were the eighth seed. Right. So – you know, that was like a wasted year, all because, quote from, from Bob, I mean, we didn't, I mean, we knew Steph was good, but we didn't know, 
you know, like, how are you the GM and not knowing they mm-hmm. really believed it was done for them after Kevin Durant left. Mm-hmm. Steve Kerr goes on podcast and says, Stephen Curry can't be on the level of players like Kevin Durant and, 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 and Kawhi Leonard. And then people say we're crazy when we're mad at him or we question like this is how the coach viewed him this is how the gm viewed him they had a very old school philosophical fast and that's how they just approached their team building versus this is what works with staff and i, I don't think dunleavy's doing that no i think dunleavy knows what he's doing yeah and he's yeah. aggressive and he has no like ties to all the legacy stuff that bob does i think he's in I think he's going to do a good job for the next few years. So I'm pretty excited to see what he does this season in the off season next season. Cause he seems like he, he gets it, you know, like he already made the two good draft picks. Yeah. Um, I think it was more like Steph wanted CP three type of thing. That's why he made that CP three deal. So we'll see if he can like fix that, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think he, he understands what they I need don't know if Steph won it. I mean, I think it was like of their choices, but I don't, they definitely wanted to keep their core together. And I don't think that they had other options. Oh, other than the, um, like when they had to move Jordan, that was the, that's what I was just right. It, it's, it was kind of, to me, it just seemed like, oh, well, ain't nobody picking up this dude. He's expiring. We can, and he still has some skill, like, you know, so. I think it was much more about the fact that it was an expiring contract. I think that was like the major factors. And I think like Seth was like, yeah, we could like work with C, you know, Chris Paul, you know, like, because they, you know, they were, they, they had in their minds that the issue was all about players being young last year. Right. So because that was in their mind, they just wanted more mature players. But I, I I don't think like it was like go get CP. I don't think it was that. No. But I think he was <laughs> open to it. Um and I think now they're just realizing like they got all that shit wrong. So <laughs> that's cool. Y'all were wrong. Um the young guys have been saving your ass. And you know Steph is gonna have to deal with the fact that like it can't be it, it's not going to be the core. Like, I mean, it might be the core riding off into the sunset, but they are not, it's not going to be the core as in they are the, y'all are the main ones driving it. You're the main one driving it and you're going to have to get new additional help. That's going to have to help you drive it. And mm-hmm. they're going to not, they're going to be a little less important in that process. Yeah. You you talking about Clay and Draymond. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I think that's kind of what they were, what they fell into in 2022, right? With Jordan coming into his own. I mean, if you look at the numbers, like he was pretty much their second option, right? Like he, he didn't average the second most points, but like when you scale it for like minutes, he was getting the second most points and he was initiating all the offense stuff like that. And then Wiggins stepped up defensively and, and Loon stepped up defensively and they won playoff games without Draymond and they had key stretches in the finals without Draymond in the game. So I think it's very clear. And I mean, I want to say Draymond and Clay understand that, maybe Clay less, but they they know they need to be demoted. Do they? I'm saying, do they? Because you get rid of Jordan and you didn't 
bring in like in a very perfect situation chris paul could have worked we discussed this at length mm-hmm. right but not the way that y'all are using him like they seem to think he could do more apparently and look dre's hand has forced some of this right like dre has forced yes. some of this for sure mm-hmm. but i still think steve kerr's default is chris paul veteran da, da, da. like yeah i think in a perfect perfect like everything was going to have to go perfect for this to work the way we wanted it to work and it just that's just not realistic but i mean it started with Draymond getting hurt in training camp so chris started and then i mean wigs clay loon struggling and stuff like that forces more chris paul Draymond not being there forces more. See, that's the force thing. It, but that's like, the thing. It, it gives like her runway. Mind, it forces Chris Paul versus. Hmm, yeah. Let's not. That's what I'm saying. How long, Justin, were you and I sitting on this podcast saying, "Where's Trace? Why isn't Trace playing? Where's Trace? Why isn't Trace playing?" Right. Mm-hmm. And again, it, everyone thought it was going to be Trace that was going to be playing, and that pods was going to be in the G League. This was literally the talk. After yeah. Summer League, it's the stuff they were saying. This He was brought here. They traded, you know, Pat Baldwin Jr. They did that because they wanted a player who could come in and play now. Then Kerr says, we saw in camp that he could contribute now, but it just doesn't work like that. What? Who's stopping it from working like that, Steve Kerr? <laughs> <laughs> All these dudes are struggling, and to him, and by the way, Chris Paul was struggling in that too because his shot wasn't falling, and so he refused to shoot the ball, which hurts when you have a fucking point guard that will not shoot the ball, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, all of them were struggling, and his answer for the longest was not to, to lean into any of the young guys, I mean, how many bad games did Looney have to have? And I think it was Looney foul trouble that actually forced him to play Trace. Mm-hmm. And then Trace was just killing, right? It wasn't even, like, if, if Loon didn't get into foul trouble, Trace may not even play that game. Right. And it might continue a little longer. Sad. So the thing about it is, like, they would struggle without Dre. I just don't feel like it has to be this bad, Justin. I I don't feel like, like, I think the Warriors could have been a team that would have been a handful of games over 500, you know? They could have been, you know, maybe in those six to eight spot and then maybe push to try to make a run to move up. But he let the problem get so bad and even now on a night and it's because it was Denver it's because it was the Denver Nuggets it's because they were the champions and he he was treating this game like it was a play like a playoff game so I'm gonna go with my guys who I know no that's the mindset it's clear to me that that was the mindset for sure because Jonathan Kaminga was playing well and you're saying but Wiggs was too, so I'm going to stick with Wiggs. Normally, you <laughs> reward the players who were playing well. How are they ever I mean, going to be ready for the postseason? 
How are they ever going to be ready for the postseason if you won't let them play in these moments? Multiple games these guys have run up the fucking lead for you. And you keep saying you want to give it to the guys who won two years ago who fucking regularly lose you the games. It's crazy. I mean, Wiggs was playing okay. JK was playing much better than him, so I don't even understand that logic. (laughs) Yeah, he was. The logic is I just trust older players more. Literally. That's all it is. I'm trying to figure out out what does he trust him to do? Other that that JK is not doing that Moody's not doing that. What is what is it? Because I'm not seeing it. It's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret. (laughs) (laughs) My my gosh. He's he's off. Okay, whatever. We're moving on from that too. But um, thank you for tuning in with us. We appreciate y'all. Kareem, I love you. (laughs) Justin, I love you. I know y'all love me and deal with my shit. Um, um, and we love you guys for tuning in. So, um, make sure you are subscribed to 95.7, the games YouTube channel. So anytime the episodes pop up, you'll know if you're subscribed, make sure you are following us on Twitter and Twitter, formerly known as X and Instagram at golden spaces pod, and make sure you're leaving us a positive review. And leaving us five stars and saying good things. I've seen some of y'all little snippy comments sometimes. We don't need those. Justin, you see them too? Always. We see them. We see them. I we just close to real respond them, but I'm like, dang, you can actually see it's me. What they say? I'll be this close to responding, but I'm like, dang, you can actually see it's me. Oh, I'll be responding. Listen, no, honestly, I don't want to make it seem like we're not open to feedback because we are. You guys have said things to me sometimes and I take it into consideration. But give us constructive shit. Like, don't just be like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't help us. So thank you for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. Until next time, take care.